KVBL Radio Emergency Podcast. It's a red alert. It's a five alarm fire. What in the fuck is going on? I feel like I'm taking crazy pills. I don't know what is going on. What has gotten into people today? Omer and Memphis X have gone crazy. Wow. I'm sure we still have more trades, but we got to talk about it. We got to talk about it. The first trade dropped last night, 3.30 in the morning. Memphis X, the Clippers trade Zampa. And, God, I can't. I forgot the guy's name now. Zampa and, we will say, low usage, small forward defender, to the Raptors for Vialba and Sullivan. So what are the Clippers doing here? Well, the Clippers are just banking on long-term that Vialba gets progression. It's only been two years. He's young. I have a feeling that if you look at Vialba, you look at the fact that he's not really a flawed player moving forward in the sense that, yeah, he's not really that good now, but statistically he's okay. And I will give... MX a little bit of a pass here just because we think he knows what he's doing. And I guess the idea is you feel like that's a safer wing long-term than the deficiencies of Zampa. So if you don't think moving forward you can build around Zampa's post-defense and lack of rebounding similarly to how I have lags, then it doesn't make sense. And on the flip side, Let's talk about Zampa on the on the Raptors. Like, he's still got Cole, so if he wants to start Zampa and then have uh, have him slide to center, which I guess is somewhat risky. Uh, but I, in either case, he's got some firepower now. He's got three really legit players, Air, Zampa, and, of course, Lou. And moving forward, Lou and Zampa. The thing is, Zampa's got some pretty crazy progressions this last offseason, and I think he's going to get more. You know, KJ talked about those talent progressions of getting volume stuff, and I feel like that's kind of what he got, but then he also got those intangible ones as far as I think he got some defensive playmaking. He might not have the rebounds, but he kind of has everything else. Like, he's probably a, a shooting guard or a small forward in a power forward body, very similar to how Wags is basically a, a small forward. Um, but Zampa, wow. I mean, we didn't even do a post-sim reaction. So X gives up on Zampa and moves him for Vialba and Sullivan. Sullivan's not bad. Sullivan could be good with the right progressions. If he gets that PD up, if he gets a little bit more volume offensively, I don't, like, I don't hate the guy. The guy is actually low foul. Um, he's, he's okay. He just needs to be better defensively. And like we said, it's, you know, it's going to be a long-term play as far as Vialba. But, I mean, Zampa right now, I don't think you can argue that he's a better player at the moment. But if X feels like I can't, I, or I can't or I don't want to do that or build around him now, you know, and I don't want to wait until progressions, for example, because if Vialba gets crazy progressions, then that's not going to happen. So he figures I, if this is the guy I potentially want to target moving forward, sure. Now, we've seen X do some crazy stuff lately. So we're going to give him the benefit of the doubt. But is this the Memphis X that Kyle put behind Ricky in the GM rankings for this exact reason? Is that... He went into that odd rebuild. He drafted Lucas. He kind of came out with it with AGS, and now he went back into it. 
you know, he traded for Stu. He had a really nice reset. He ended up with with uh, with Sudbury and Zampa, and oh god, what was the third? Who was the third piece of that? I feel like there was a third piece. And he's kind of just been moving stuff around since then. You know, now he's got Shagor. He's going to keep Shagor. That's fine. Um, but he's got Shagor. He just traded Stingley. That we didn't get to that trade yet. So. I like it for the Raptors now. I feel like I like it long-term for the Raptors because he's got Lou at center. Um, so I don't think Zampa's really going to hurt him. So I, I think this is a trade that the Raptors win now and could potentially win later. But I also – I'm, I'm not going to say that the, the Clippers, it's not a lose, it's not a win-lose because they might end up benefiting if Sullivan gets better and if the Alba plays, you know, pans out. He, didn't have, he, does his pick, he doesn't have his pick this year. He doesn't really care at this point. He's going to go into most likely a repo the next couple of seasons. You can see the writings on the wall with what he's doing right now. So it's going to be something that you'd want to revisit in a couple, two or three seasons to see how Vialba has, to see whether or not it was a good do- a deal for X. But no matter what, I think it's a good deal for the Raptors. Um, I, I just don't think Zampa goes south. I just don't think it doesn't necessarily work. He can always move stuff around. I don't think he cares too much about what he gave up. And then when we talk about the quality of GMs, and we'll get to Ricky here in a second, is this is what we talked about with Chile. Chile traded Tucci for Sullivan, and Vialba, who seems like right now has as similar value as he did before he took his his ratings hit, he's able to flip him for real max value. Like, Zampa was a really nice piece that the people didn't like when the Hornets traded Zampa um, to the Clippers. And now he's, he's got three really nice pieces. Like, Chile... He has the random Celtics pick lying around that he turns into air. And the Raptors picks, people, the next few seasons are going to blow. They're terrible. But you know what? They got thrown into that Lakers deal because Kenneth loves draft picks and took on two, two negative value draft picks. They're going to be late. He won't listen to this. We'd have to talk about it in chat. But I still think it's funny how he has three now, counting my 41 negative value draft picks that are sitting on that team. And what does he have? The Celtics pick next year to show for it? And we still don't know what that's going to be. If he holds out, he probably gets more for air, but he obviously wants to play that game. He wants to sign Sand away and make it so he's the one that costs Sand um, from re-signing with the Celtics and then has his pick. And, of course, if it lands, he can gloat about how he made it happen. That's fine, but guess what? That's still a whole season and a half away. The Lakers are so irrelevant, it's ridiculous. So ridiculous. Overrated by Kyle still yet again. So that's the first trade. And that wasn't that big of a deal. I get it. I get it. I get it. Don't hate it. Get it. And then shit happens. It mainly starts with me and Crest just continually trolling each other. He wants to act like, you know, that I'm not really trolling him and, you know, that that's not my job. No, it's not. It's not my job. But if you want to act like a fucking clown, guess what? We're going to go to the circus. Talking about how the Grizz picks don't have value, but then he won't trade his player for Grizz picks because he understands that, guess what? You still realize you are not stupid. We see through you. You are not stupid, Crest. You want to act all crazy. You want to boost up, artificially inflate the value of your picks right now, which you actually did, I guess, because you traded your 42. But you get it. If you give Mayor 
to the Grizzlies and pair him with Elio and B-Rat, like, he's going to keep that core together. He's not going to fuck it up. Everybody right now is on the side of any Grizzlies pick you have is potentially going to be gold, and it is. But is this going to be the time where now people are going to shy away from Grizzlies picks? It's funny that we all want to act like these picks are the greatest thing. But now that Allrim's trying to offer these picks with stuff, people want to say no. So which, which side of it? Which side are you on? Are you on the side of, I will take a Grizzlies pick no matter what? Because if you're not on that side, I guess that is if you're on that side, then you can't joke about him making deals. If you think Grizzlies picks have value no matter what, and he's offering his picks for stuff, and you're laughing at it like you normally would, like, yes, if a team like the Celtics are close to the Grizzlies, but let's say a team that has a history of maybe doing weird stuff offers you two future picks and has decent young talent, and you're going to send him mayor. No, you're not going to do that. It's the same reason why you don't fucking take Raptors picks and give him air when he has Lou. What is the fucking point of that? Chris joking about almost building a dynasty. The Lakers did it. The Lakers made all of this happen. The Lakers trade was the first one. The Raptors were in still kind of a messy, messy phase. But when you start handing them free value, you hand them air. Now, like, he literally was shopping air at a moment yesterday. But then this falls into his lap. Now he's got three great pieces. And it all starts with Kenneth losing the value on that trade. You're telling me right now at this moment you couldn't have done better for air? Whatever. So like we said, things get crazy. Is that suddenly, in like an hour span, Ricky pulls a Ricky. Now to rewind, because we didn't talk about the sim, the Blazers are fixed. Ricky goes out and gets Faison, and this is where it matters, is that when you when you don't have assets and not not taking not just leaving stuff on the table. I made the trade for Bo and it wasn't terrible at the time, but I left value on the table. I left the Pacers forty on the table and it wasn't the end of the world. But the point is it left me without very many flippable assets. I got a couple of young guys I can move around right now if I have to, but I didn't have the pick and that matters. Because that one pick you could attach to something and get something else. And when you're trying to improve your team, every little piece matters, especially if, and this is why the new rule of having to have picks on your page is actually an awesome rule because it puts people in these spots like myself. Is that I have very little maneuverability at the moment uh, because of some of the deals I made. So Ricky ends up having that Pacers pick, flips the Pacers pick for Faison, who the Warriors got, and I don't really know why he got Faison to then start Collins anyways and then flip Faison, they're both center only. So I thought the idea was to get Faison and then start him and see what happens, and I don't think he did that. So he gave up on Faison pretty quickly, and he wasn't a bad player if you look at him historically, statistically. He's efficient, scores, rebounds a bit, um, and he's young. He's 26, and, and Smath did lock him up to a reasonable deal at $10 million. People kind of, I don't know why they laughed at him. Like I think that was very reasonable in free agency. Uh, a nice, decent young guy who kind of does a little bit of everything. Like, I like that. But anyways, Ricky gets him for a pick. And the Warriors probably think that ultimately they're fine having a pick, and that's decent for them. They didn't need the player, 
But now what you did is you gave Ricky a starter. You gave him a starting center. He was throwing out Billings or some other shitbag in the last sim when he kind of still kind of sucked because I guess he might have forgotten to do his depth chart or he did something silly. So it kind of went went the wrong direction. But now you give him a starting center, and Ricky did the trade. I don't know whether it would have mattered if it was Beaumont or Archie, but Archie's been good for him. So he puts Fives on in the front court with Archie, and it's funny because if you look at some of his box scores, and this is why it helps him, is that Archie has these games where he plays like 10 minutes and he fouls out. But Faison, who played like, I think I gave the stat line, he played eight games. Um, Ricky's been on a tear. He's won like 11 out of his last 15. Um, Faison put, had like a, he had like 20 and nine on 60%. And again, he'll never admit it, although now that he's traded Kevin's, he might, is that Kevin's was shooting 40% and had five turnovers, and the team completely, just totally sucked. We can't say it enough. Brooks and... And Turner needed to be scoring more. He, you know, he ends up trading Yard to me for Bo. He flips Bo for Archie. So now he's got another efficient, efficient scorer. Who cares about the foul rate? Because now it's his third score, putting up 20 points per game on 50%. And then he adds now a guy that gave him 60%. So now Ricky, without looking at how Brooks is doing, he's got three guys, including Turner, who we know can put up 50% type stats. He's got three scores who can put up 50%, and Brooks is a volume scorer. So now he's got four legit scorers alongside Patton. And we can talk about Yencho. He's gotten the best out of Yencho that anyone's gotten in a long time. And we joked about maybe starting him, but he loves Patton, and Patton does a little bit of everything, which doesn't hurt that team. And his, the fact that he's inefficient or volume-wise, it's not that big of a deal either. So he's able to do that. And then he drops, and then the bombshell of all bombshells is that Omer, now, when you see what Omer's going to do with him, I'm going to pull it back just a little bit. Because Omer talks so much shit about guys not working and guys sucking and this or that and the other thing. Meanwhile, he's going to try to hide Kevin's at power forward. Kevin's, who doesn't have a good foul rate, his terrible turnover rating, and is inefficient. He's going to try to stick Kevin's at power forward, and he's got a 6 PD. So let's hide a guy who we think isn't good at power forward. Like, it's, it's like Stu, man. And Stu gets traded, too. People really, really, really want to force these fucking pegs. Like, I can't believe that people are still trying to force Kevins on other people or within their own lineups. So Ricky now flips Kevin, sheds that contract. He sheds the Kevins contract. What more do we need to see out of Kevins? We need to see Kevins at power forward, set him to drive, and what does he do? He doesn't shoot 40% anymore. Okay, what does he do, shoot 43%, 44%? Is he suddenly not going to turn it over? I understand he's going to be seeing worse defenders at power forward, and you can set guys to drive. He's not good. He's not good. Kevin's is not good. Now, he traded Shannon, a guy I didn't like, but Shannon's no worse offensively than Kevin's, and he actually is good defensively. So... He goes for Kevin's, who we know is going to get random progressions. But if the guy is just straight broken, like, this is what happens when Memphis X goes out there. and He fixes Shagur, who it kind of fit, but we see that it's dipping a little bit as far as the stats. And suddenly people just think they can do anything. Like Stu now. Stu gets traded for Bannerman. How many guys do I hate get traded today? I'm not going to trade Pang. It's not going to happen. You're, no one's getting Pang today. So we've seen... 
Oh, I didn't hate on Zampa, so we can't see that. So Kevin's goes to the Sonics. I don't know what's going on. Um, for Shannon. Shannon gets flipped for Stingley. I, I don't get that. I understand Stingley's like Stingley's an expiring, but like, what are you getting out of Shannon? Like Stingley's going to give Ricky immediate defense at a at a spot that I think he needs it, right? Or at least bench bench. He's got depth now because right, he doesn't need him per se because uh, Brooks and Turner are there. But now he can move someone around. He can bring one of those guys off the bench for some actual defense that he didn't have. I mean, that's a huge win for Ricky. Huge win. Ricky loves his team. Don't blame him. But now Ricky's going to show up and have legit talk in the chat. Meanwhile, the other day, when we were giving him crap because his team blew, he decided he wanted to go golfing. He didn't want to admit that he was in a bad spot, so he went golfing. Now Ricky's in a great spot, and he's going to be back trolling everybody else because now he's got young pieces and good pieces. Fuck us all, right? This is what he does. Everyone, oh, Ricky ain't going to be able to do it. He's got veterans. No, because people want to give him stuff. And he got, honestly, he got something for Kevin. Kudos to him. I didn't think it would happen, and he did. See? So no matter how much I might swing things in, in either direction, I clearly can't swing it enough because then people want to be like, Goulet, you're a shitbag. You're wrong. I'm going to prove you wrong. And I'm going to go out and get Kevin. I'm going to start him at power forward. He's going to give me 20 and 10. He's going to shoot 50%, and he's not going to have five turnovers a game. Good fucking luck, pal. Ain't going to happen. Kevin's is going to suck at power forward. He's going to suck at small forward. He's going to suck if you could put him at center. He'd suck if you put him at shooting guard. He'd suck at point guard. And even if you stick him on the bench, he's probably good for a couple turnovers a game. Ain't going to happen. But you know what? I love it that Omer wants to try it. I love it. I love seeing someone who likes to do weird stuff try it. And we give Omer so much credit for doing weird stuff. So let's see it. Bow down to the master, bow down to the guy that we want to put in the top 10 as far as GM rankings to fix one of the most flawed guys in the game. Do it. Get it. Got it good. So that happens. So then the Clippers still think they're going to make the playoffs. I don't know what the Clippers are doing. They lost a guy who scores 25 points a game. They got rid of Stingley, one of their, their best defenders, to go along Shagur. Shagur is now going to try to score more, which means, honestly, he's scoring, his, his shooting is going to go down. He might move Chul. He's still got a John. He traded a John. He traded Graf for a John. Like, if you don't like Graf, I get it. But he, like, just, he literally gave up that player. He gave up Graf. I don't care if you don't like Graf. He gave him up for Omer and John, a player that right now he has no use for. So this is what we're talking about. One of the best GMs in the league is just making weird trade after weird trade. I've done it too. People want to say I completely panicked. And I don't know that I fixed my team. My team's all sorts of smoke and mirrors. But we're not going to talk about the Thunder. This is not a Thunder podcast. This is an emergency podcast because all of the weird players are getting traded. And then Stu. Stu got traded to the Knicks last sim. I'm pretty sure he shot like 30% because he was at like 35 and he went down. So Stu, who gives you good defense, gets traded to the Pacers for Bannerman. And the pace was 42. Now, look, I guess he has to throw in the Nets pick. And the argument is, is the Nets 40 going to be better than the pace was 42? Like, Kress, can, he, can, he can say whatever he wants, whatever magic show he wants. He's not going to be bad. He's not going to be bad. But 42 is, is, like, he's already annoyed right now with his team. He's already annoyed with his team right now. He wants to do weird stuff. So you're telling me that he wants to do weird stuff now, and then next season he's just going to roll it back? He's going to run back Cromwell and Mayer again? And then the season after that, he's going to roll them all back again. That's three more seasons of Crest holding, holding on to these guys 
No fucking way. No way. They're not going to be as good as they are now in 42. I just don't see it. I don't see him turning this around. Like, I don't see Stu making that team better. Like, he needs Mayor, and he needs Cromwell, and he needs Bing, I guess Bing, shooting and scoring more. Like, he, he, he gave me shit because I said Bannerman should be on the bench and he should be starting Towery. And the basic idea was Towery and Bannerman are almost the same guy, but Bannerman takes more threes and he shoots bad from three. Defensively, they're the same. They're so similar. They're literally next side by side on the team page. So just look at it. Um, Towery draws more fouls, and he has a teeny bit more steals and a teeny bit better T-over rating. So why wouldn't you start that guy? Well, he's got a little bit higher foul rate, and he did start him last sim. And he said, oh, I had a crappy sim. You beat me twice. You beat the Nuggets twice. What Two of the games you lost, Cromwell sucked, played like nine minutes and ten minutes. And another game, like Mayor, I don't know what he did. It was against somebody, but he was like four or 15 shooting. Like you were right there. You just happened to play some good teams, and teams got your guy got into bad spots. But if Towery's starting over Bannerman, I feel like that, t- that team is more based out. But in either case, I guess he keeps Towery and gets rid of the guy that obviously I didn't like as much. I've been talking shit about Bannerman for who knows how long. Trades Bannerman for Stu, two guys who literally, like, we talk so much crap about Stu, I don't need it. The fact that Memphis X fixes Shagur and still won't touch Stu says as much. So now the Clipper or the Clippers, the, the Pacers now have better wing defense. Okay, maybe. But now you have a guy who's taking even more shots away from Cromwell and whatnot. Now, if he wants to try to talk about maybe putting – if he's he, – putting Stu at point guard is fun because he could he clearly put Tower at shooting guard. And we can see that clearly anything anything is happening this season with guys at point guard, is that Pang's getting it done. Pang's been fine. So if Yencho's been fine, all these guys who have been horribly inefficient at point guard seem like they're working. Omni. Uh, Ford on the Raptors, like they work to a degree. They haven't been horrific, and it's because there's it's a mess. Like point guard defense isn't great. Point guards seem to be inefficient. It's just kind of sloppy. So could he start Stewart point guard and lessen the blow? I'm not sure. Let me look. There's one thing I want to see. Can Stu post anybody up? Yeah, he's got a six PO. Okay, so sticking Stu at point guard. And honestly, I'm not gonna lie. I th- I want to say I talked to Andre about it. Is that he was a good? I thought he was a good backup one too. I don't like him at the three because you can try to post him up. You can try to play defense. He passes a little bit, but you have to have the volume around him. For Stu to work again, he just seems like it's not going to work. M- MX got Shagur to work, and if you're the Pacers, you're just going to hope that the offense or the defense is going to outweigh the offense, and that if he's somehow hidden at point guard, it's okay. He still doesn't have a great amount of passing, but if he's looking at the 94 steals. And 93 steals, and he's looking at the, the the defense that he can give you. It could be worse. I mean, it could be worse. And for that team, he's obviously rolling out Delui. He's rolling out Young. Like, I can't give him crap if he wants to start Stu over Young. But it's funny because now you have all these bizarrely flawed, weird guys going all over the place. Nobody knows what the hell is going to happen at this point. It's crazy. It's crazy. I just I don't know what is going to happen. And we have the deadline is two days away. And I'm trying to think of anything. No, I think I got it, right? We got him. So we see that Kevin's gets moved. We see that Shannon gets moved. I don't like Shannon, but we're going to throw him in a conversation. Um, we see that Pang, or not Pang, <laughs> ironically enough, Pang. Yeah, because I'm trying to say Stu. Stu Bannerman. I mean, it's, it's polarizing. Hashtag polarizing. But we had to do the emergency pod because 
The Raptors are suddenly really good, and the Blazers are suddenly a lot better. The Clippers are suddenly a lot worse. The Sonics are suddenly, I'm not sure, and the Pacers are, what the fuck? So, what's going on, people? Dang. Love the KVPO. Passionate. Peace.